You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Tuesday, July 13th, and today not just any Tuesday, it's a Tony Tuesday with Tony Serino. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but first, we're going to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick being ranked as the best safety in the NFL by ESPN and all the NFL contemporaries, but also, Tony Serino is bringing back a former character of his, Tony the Hater, because he's got some things to say about Ben Roethlisberger that you Steelers fans won't like, but I'm not going to let him have his way right here on these airwaves. Listen to today's Steelers podcast, Locked On Steelers podcast, anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. And remember, when you rate us, us five stars with a positive comment, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So as always on the Locked On Steelers podcast, it's not just a Tuesday because it's time for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, I got my voice back this week because last week I was like, Tony Tuesdays. It did not, it did not work. It did not what? work. Yeah, we're, we're back here. We're, we're all the way back. The Tony Tuesdays are back to a regular occurrence here. It's not just, a, you know, it's every other Tony Tuesday. It's a real Tony Tuesday. It's every Tony Tuesday. And I'm glad, yes, the intro Sounded good this week, Chris. It, 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 thank you, thank you. Now, of course, thank you, Tony Serino, uh, former host of the Lockdown Steelers podcast and co-host with me, good friend and great Steelers Steelers guy in, in in real life. So, thanks for coming back on the show as always, Tony. Tony, we, at the top of the show today, we're going to actually talk about the national media coverage of the Steelers, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing this this time because Jeremy Fowler is, has been releasing his list of where NFL staffers, coaches, and players, all and executives, how they rank players across the NFL. And I talked about TJ Watt with Arthur Motes last at the end of last week. Yeah. Um, and how TJ Watt was under Miles Garrett. And we we went back and forth on that and what what that was about. But they released their safety list and at the top of the list was indeed Minka Fitzpatrick. I, I right right because here's the thing like we've seen pff we've seen other people try to be like mm, maybe he's top five i don't know yeah. and, and, and it's like come on man the guy had what five interceptions this year four interceptions the, 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 the year before and he didn't even have a whole season to do that and he was just adjusting to a new team then it's right. like this guy is the ultimate playmaker in the secondary in the nfl right now no, and, I, and, I, and it's, I'm glad that the yeah executives around the league, you know, guys who have say in these things understand what an impact he's made because, you know, you can go over the stats and everything, but if you just look at the impact that he's made since he got on the team, this was a team prior to Minka getting on there that was a defense that, you know, it was ascending, but it, was, but it still lacked that one missing piece, Agreed. right? And as soon as he got in, I mean, it was a night and day difference, Chris. I mean, that, that he is, I don't want to, you don't want to say one player single-handedly brought this team to where it is today as a top five defense in the league because, because of guys like Cam Hayward and TJ Watt who have been, you know, who've been doing it for years. But Minka getting on there did ascend this team from where it was, which was getting to be a top 10-ish to right, right among the top in the, uh, in the entire league. And, and his, you know, the clutch factor for Minka can't be underrated. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, last year, how many times at the end of football games were teams throwing into the end zone and it was Minka Fitzpatrick there 
to make the stops, right? I mean, we, this is a guy who has single-handedly in his career one football game. I look back at the game against Indianapolis yep. two years ago. I mean, that, that, that pick six changed that game. And really, you know, you look at that Cleveland game, the first one this year, and although that ended up being a blowout, I mean, the, the tone was set very early in that game with Minka playing robber, stepping in front of that Baker Mayfield pass, taking it back for six, and kind of set the tone in that game. So, yeah, I'm glad to see, you know, I know that there's criticism of Minka, and there's, and there's legitimate criticism. He, you know, he had a bad, you know, tackling percentage this year. He didn't take great angles at times. And, you know, he, he can be kind of hot or cold at times. But, but the highs are so high that you'll take the lows. Right. That, that's the bottom line here is when you look at Minka Fitzpatrick and, and the body of work that he's put together, you can't deny what he is. He, he's, he's on the field almost every snap of every game. And yes. with all of that, he was targeted 18 times last right. year. 18 as a guy who's incredible. It, it's ridiculous. And of those 18 times, allowed seven receptions. That's less than 40% of the time that you were throwing the ball. That's, that's ridiculous. And not only that, he had seven breakups and four interceptions, which means you were almost as likely to get the ball intercepted if you threw it his way as you were to complete a pass. That's yeah. how dangerous this man is. And, and it's also, it's, it's not luck. It's not the ball just being tipped to him. He's often in the right place, reading the quarterback, playing within the defense. And he's still, what, 24 years old? 25 years old? Yeah, this is going to be what? This is, this is year four. This is year for four for him. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous and and i do think it, it's good that at least people are starting to recognize that he wasn't just like like last year when when we did the crossovers and i was talking to they were like ah it was a one-year thing he won't do it again and now it's like okay if you say that after two years you're crazy right because he didn't really you know and i know that there was that part remember the beginning of the year people were like hey minka needs to start making some plays what's going on with minka that was the there was a small storyline of that for about three or four weeks mm -hmm. and then oh no wait oh no he's he's back to the same old <laughs> Same old Minka, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, and, you know, you talked about the idea he only gets targeted. I mean, as, as a free safety, only his side of the field, only getting targeted, would you say 18 times the entire 18 year? 18 times the entire year. To have, to have, I mean, think about how long, I mean, Troy Palomalo doesn't seem, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but boy, there was such a drought in Pittsburgh. I mean, we as fans having to watch some of the guys we had to watch in that secondary and now to have a yep. legitimate, you know, guy who defenses just do not, or offenses just don't want to throw his way. You know, there's a, you know, there's, Hey, where's Minka? We got to find Minka on this play. Cause we're not, we're not going that way. Such a luxury to have on defense. And like I said, it was, the, it was the missing piece. And, and, you know, the Steelers didn't just get a good safety. They got the best safety in the league when they made that trade for Minka two years ago. Yeah, definitely worth a first round pick, you know, despite <laughs> yeah. what, what some people would say. And, and again, to compare to other like major safeties out there, Justin Simmons, who was ranked number two on this list, was targeted 52 times last year. Kevin Byer was targeted 49 times. Adrian Amos targeted 42 times. Justin Reed, 38 times. Jesse Bate, 35 times. These are all the guys who are his contemporaries. Eddie Jackson, Buda Baker, 35 and 35 times. These are all yeah. Antoine Winfield Jr., a guy who we loved coming out of college. 34 times these are all guys who and, and again you can't say that there's no there was nobody in that secondary they had joe hayden they had steven nelson yeah they, they had terrell edmonds was flying over place and the pass rush was coming it wasn't that they were that teams were just like oh there's no need to go after minka fitzpatrick it's no we cannot go after no. minka fitzpatrick yeah you, you you just cannot go his way by the way happy you bring up uh jesse bates in there because whenever i don't know when afc north talk's gonna do the safety debate uh but the Browns feel like with John Johnson, now they have the best safety room in the division. The Bengals fans, uh, the, the most delusional fan base right now 
coming off of what were they like four 11 and one and they feel like they have the best quarterback in the division they have the best safety room in the division they have the best cornerback room in the i mean it's just those of you who watch ac north talk Bengals fans are just absurd this year and they do Bengals fans legitimately feel like chris that jesse bates is the best safety in football jeez <laughs> which you know he's, look, good. At, he's good he's good i like he's him. right He's a good player. Exactly. This is one of the weird things about trying to talk to a Bengals fan, which is to say, you can't just tell a Bengals fan, yeah, you have good players now, right? It's an insult. Bengals fans want you to believe, no, that we have the best players. Well, no, no, no. your players are good. You got good players now. Congratulations. You got good players. The best players? Chill. Hold on. There's a whole different level there that you guys don't understand because you've been lo- perennial losers for the last five years. But there's a level between where Minka is and where Jesse Bates is. And Jesse Bates is ascending. I agree. But Minka Fitzpatrick, and happy to see it on this list. The best. The best safety in the league. It's it's definitive. And, and it's also yeah. worthy to note, when, as they've been doing this list, they're still, I think, like they got like about three or four more groups to grow. They listed TJ Watt as the number two edge rusher. Cam Hayward was number four as far as interior defensive linemen. Stephon Toot was number eight. That's four defenders in the top 10 in their positions yeah. right, right there. And uh, I didn't see what they did with wide receivers. I wouldn't imagine any of these Steelers would get top 10 wide receiver. I think they'd all like round, round out in the 20 range based off of yeah. how other people would probably talk about them. But, but still, when you have four guys that are top 10 players on defense, that says a ton for what you're able to do. So uh, Minka Fitzpatrick being there says, says a whole lot. And this goes into something I said on DKPittsburghSports.com uh, over the weekend. This, you know, people are worried about the cornerback position for the Steelers. Um, but again, you know, cause I, I said, when you go back to the worst year that the defense ever had in, in since Chuck Knoll's been here, when they ranked eight, 18th in points allowed in 2014, when their corners were Valentino Blake and, or Antoine Blake, uh, um, yeah. and, and, and Bryce McCain and, and just, and, and, you know, even before Ross Cockrell, Burns, yeah. Roscoe, like when it was those guys, it was rough but they managed that team didn't have the pass rushing presence that this team does. That team doesn't have the safeties that this team does. It's a whole extra level right now. So again, you're right. Minka Fitzpatrick. We're glad they finally gave him his due. We're going to, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Tony about the quarterbacks list because it didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, not a surprise, but there's certainly some conversations to be had there. So stay tuned right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, we will talk to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Locked On Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. So, Tony, 
Uh, so we, we talked about how the defense, they got four guys in the top 10 um, in the, uh, in the, on the, on the lists across the NFL in these ESPN rankings done by compiled by Jeremy Fowler. He's on his rankings. These are him talking to all the people across the league and compiling these lists, but the quarterbacks list came out and it didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. Not that that's a shocker. No. Not that that's a shocker. Although I, I, before we talk about that real quick, they said Devin Bush was an honorable mention and that there were the, the NFL exec quote about him in the off-ball linebacker discussion was that if he wasn't hurt, he would have been in the top 10, which that's very interesting. Um, yeah. But but to, to the quarterback list here, you've got the obvious Patrick Mahomes, number one. No one would doubt that. There's that, That's a consensus. Number yep. two, number two, Aaron Rodgers. Again, I think that would be a consensus. Um, number three, Tom Brady. Now, I think some people might say not anymore, but I mean, hey, he just won a Super Bowl. He just won a so, Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, t- yeah, tough to argue with that. Number four is Russell Wilson, um, which I, I agree with, uh, but yeah. I think some some people are like, wait a second. Um, number five, and this is when I think it starts to get very interesting, Josh Allen at number five. Not that I'm mad at that or that I disagree with that, but I think that this is where people will start making more arguments. So because number five, Josh Allen. Number six, Matt Stafford. Number seven. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford's right. high. Right, right. We'll get to that in a second. Number seven, Dak Prescott. Number eight, Lamar Jackson. Number nine, Justin Herbert. And number 10, Kyler Murray with Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. Big Ben did get an honorable mention from an NFC scout. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, they're just naming quarterbacks now. All those guys. But that's my Yeah, top. I mean, that's it's that's like ha- honorable mention is like half the league in there. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Derek Carr. <laughs> that's a wait, yeah. what? Derek wait, Carr, what? Like, huh? Carson, <laughs> what? Oh, uh, Car- Carson, wait, Carson, who? What? Carson, who? I, I mean, don't know. They, where, they, where's Jared Goff on this honorable where, where, mention? Uh, uh, wow. Carson Wentz is literally on this list. So is Baker, Mayfield, and Kirk Cousins. And geez. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> first, first thoughts on hearing this list. I agree with you. What the heck is Matt Stafford doing at six? It's got to be that they're – this has to be a projection for how they feel like McVay is going to help him, right? It's the only way you could put Matt Stafford at six. You're just, you're just saying, well, the raw talent has always been there, but he's with a bad organization, which has held him back. But, I mean, I don't know. He played with Calvin Johnson for so many years. I mean, it's not like – you know, not like he didn't have talent around him. Right. Um, yeah, I, that one shocked me. Although, again, this is executives around the league. I mean, you know, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe Chris, the question is like, which executives, you know, is this like the salary cap? Is this like Omar Khan giving his list? Because look, I love Omar Khan. He does a great stuff with the salary cap, but you know, are we, are we asking him to rate the quarterbacks? Cause maybe he doesn't have the best list, you know, or maybe it's something like that. where like, these aren't necessarily, you know, the, the best scouts in the league, but yeah, Stafford at six was a, was a real head scratcher to me. I know Steeler fans won't love to hear it. I do think Lamar is too low at eight. I mean, I, I, I look, agree. I, I agree. Th- there are legitimate concerns about Lamar Jackson. Okay. And, and especially, you know, once you get to playoff time, but you got a guy who's like going to be a, consistent 11 12 game a year win guy i mean he's gonna be in the playoffs every single year that's not the eighth best quarterback in the league that's that's far higher so yeah i i'd push he's in the conversation with josh allen to be in five i would still put josh allen at five because i think josh allen's a little further along with his arm yeah but um but i i wouldn't be mad at you if you if you put five and six Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen but he to me I'm putting him over Matt Stafford I'm sorry this man came in saved John Harbaugh's job and has carried the the Ravens to the playoffs what every year that he's been there he's an NFL MVP Matt Stafford like you say he had Megatron one of the best receivers of the last decade and yeah didn't do nothing with him yeah uh by the way this list I don't know if you noticed this under uh quarterbacks also receiving votes Matt Ryan was higher than Ben Roethlisberger on the list so vindicated uh uh Uh. 
Uh, the other one I was shocked to see on this list, Chris, is, is Justin Herbert's really high. I'm number nine already after a rookie, as for his rookie year for Justin yeah, Herbert. You know how that is. Young dudes get the hype. Yeah, Young dudes but not Burrow. Not Burrow. Burrow not on the list. I mean, I, look, I, and I get that, you know, Burrow's coming off the ACL, so there's there's a, you know, the knee injury is, right. a, is a concern. And Herbert did look, I mean, I think he did look better than Burrow. Um, I don't know. Burrow didn't look bad, though. I mean, but, but listen, listen to this, to this quote from an, a veteran NFL tight end. This is that, that was, according to this article, it says how he stands in the, this is Burrow, how he stands in the pocket, even though he knows he's going to get smacked. is really impressive. It's hard enough to play as a rookie. I couldn't imagine running an offense and having full control like he does. Okay. So your best critic, your best, uh, your praise of him is man. Does he take those hits? Yeah, he just, <laughs> just stands in there, just like, he, hey, listen. He just get, does did he, he, get hammered, although, does he get hammered? Hot take. Did he? He did tear his ACL. So did he do that good a job of standing in there? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh, I'm you, that's a little dark there. It's <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. dark there, man. Um, but point being, like, 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 I, I'm, I feel you on the young guy thing, and this happens all the time. You know, every 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 so often, somebody. I remember when JP Lossman was the next guy that everyone thought was going to be the the, the next person. Um, you know, if I could if I could go back throughout history and find all the this guy's the next Peyton Manning, uh, our articles that have been written about certain young quarterbacks, it, we'd be there for for days. But I, and I agree with you. I, I think Herbert's a little high. I'm interested about Dak. I feel like Dak is in a in a no man's land because he's been hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I like Dak more than most. He was people. so good though. He was yeah. so good last year. He, he was very good. I just, he, he needs to be back fully healthy and I want to see what he does with this offense. Um, but I agree with you on that. Now, is there anyone on this list on the top 10 that, that you would put, like, you should think Ben should be above. Um, I would say Herbert, to be honest, because Herbert, yeah. he, he's, he's yeah. still a rookie. Like, like we saw him put up some numbers but still not be like ultra competitive you know right um i don't say matt stafford i i know that this i know that he he's the he's uh, he's younger and he's more in his he's in his prime but i ain't seen it from matt stafford all i've seen is like oh he's got heart he's the he's the lovable guy in detroit that'll never win um you got to show me something before before we get right. to that point. You know, Ben's Ben Roethlisberger for the collapse that he had last season. Matt Stafford would take that season more more time over right. any of the other seasons he's ever had. He, he Stafford to me is kind of you know in, in basketball you have the guy on the bad team who's like well someone's got you know someone's going to put up twenty five a night right I mean that's just, that guy is just going to be there so you look at you know the hollow the hollow stats does feel to me like Stafford has been a little bit of the hollow stats guy for his entire career. Now, uh, I do think that him with McVay, they can make that work. It's certainly going to be better. I mean, when you look at what McVay was able to do with Goff, I think Stafford's a better talent than Goff, and therefore I think they will have a ton of success, which is why he's so high in the list. But I think I agree with you. I mean, I would put, certainly – there's a conversation to be had about Stafford versus Ben right now, even at 38 years of age. Right. Now, and I, I agree with, 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 with that. So in general, like – but first of all, here's the other thing. Sean McVay, I'm I'm one of the people that say pump the brakes on McVay. Like everyone just crown oh. him a genius because he made the Super Bowl, but he hasn't been back. He we're not so sure how how, how these are good. Let's see how he does as the team continues to adapt because he does have the best defensive player in football, maybe the best player in all of football on on his on his roster. He has maybe the, he has the best cornerback on his roster. I want to see how he continues to do. If he could do this over a, a five to six year stretch where where his team is consistently in the playoffs in the hunt doing that 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 that's a different story but to me like 
I, I always cool my jets on young hotshot coaches. I want to see them continue. Like that's how I felt about Tom. Like after he won his first Super Bowl, I mean, even though you know he won his first Super Bowl, and that was when he did it. It was the fact that he's continued since then. Like when they made it back to another Super Bowl, and even yeah. though even though they lost in, in that game, and then you saw them make the playoffs several times since then. That that's a that's a good that's a great coach when you continue to get your guys in the level of competition. But yeah, so that's how I feel about that. And 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 listen, you know, if you I I, did, I didn't even talk about this last week. I didn't even talk about it because I, I was like, why are we going to talk about it? when Mike Tannenbaum called out Ben Roethlisberger? Because I mean, Tony, it's it's like when he, when he he said like Ben Roethlisberger, he's the worst quarterback in football or the worst quarterback in the AFC North, and he won't even finish the season. He's he's, he's he's done finito. I, I don't know what you, Tony. I I just I thought that was completely ridiculous. You know, we we've heard Mike Tannenbaum say ridiculous thing after. I mean, the guy is just an absolute moron. And, and just when I thought Chris he couldn't get any dumber, he went and said something like this. And completely redeemed himself. What? Yeah, that's right, Chris. What? You know, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. I know Steeler fans are going to be upset about this, but I agree with Mike Tannenbaum. I completely Whoa. agree with him. 100%. Tony the Hater's ab- back? Tony the Hater's way back. Way back today. Ben Roethlisberger could very easily get benched this year. Yes. that, And I do think Steeler fans need to prepare themselves. You know, I, look, we live in a world as fans you know, we are a little bit privileged, right? Where we, we just watch this team win and win. Oh, never. Tomlin's never had a losing season. Okay. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. And when you look at how Ben Roethlisberger finished the season, once again, no steel, every Steeler fan went into that, that last game against the Browns. And we, oh, we're going to beat the Browns. Those Steelers are going to beat the Browns. Those Steelers are going to beat the Browns. And we completely ignored what? Everything that happened up to that point, the five games prior, we just completely ignored it. Well, you know, who cares? We, we look good in the second half against the Colts. So yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. No. Ben Roethlisberger, for four and a half games at the end of the, at the end of the year, was a very bad quarterback. And in and I'll challenge Steeler fans to say this. Okay, if anyone who thinks the Mike Tannenbaum thing was crazy, did you at the halftime at halftime of the Bengals game when Ben Roethlisberger's stat line was seven of sixteen for nineteen yards? None of you thought maybe they should put Mason in for the second half. No one thought that. No one thought benching benching men in that moment. And that can't. And now a year later, he can't continue to play that poorly. Uh, I think Steeler fans again pump the brakes. It's I think it is you, certainly sir, within the possibility. Brakes, sir, you need to pump the brakes. In fact, you better pump the brakes because we do got to get our ads up, up, up oh, in this sorry. show. <laughs> but no, 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 you're fine. But we will be right back. We're gonna talk to Bill Barr real quick. We're not done with talking this. I got fire for this <laughs> man, for Tony the Hater, right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Be back right after this message. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. And I, you know what? No, we're not. This, this is Tony Hater. This, yeah, is, this Tony is Tony the, the Hater. hater. This is Tony Serino. This is Tony the Hater. I don't know what you've done with my friend, mm-hmm. but I want him back. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But, but let, let me rebut a few of the things that you've said in the last segment about Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. That, first of all, uh, the, the last game that he played in the regular season, he went on fire and beat an, an, an AFC playoff team. So I, I, I reject that remark that, that he played horribly the entire time at the end of the season. Now, so, well, did he okay. fall off? Yes, absolutely. But we all acknowledge the reason he fell off is because they had no run game. There was no balance to the offense. He was required to just make all the reads. We know he's not the, the super cerebral quarterback, even in his old age. They've got they've got to make sure this off offense is balanced. And I look at Najee Harris, and I see that potential in him. I, I see that know, potential in this offense. Look, I'm not I'm I'm not with Tannenbaum to say it's 100 going to happen. But I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to say that Ben Roethlisberger could get benched. Like that Ben Roethlisberger could play as bad as he did last season. Look, and I agree. You know, there were it's not just Ben playing bad that was the reason why this offense and 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 uh, you know why his numbers look so bad. I mean, the the offense, like you said, it couldn't run the ball. It was completely predictable all of that but but the, the tape was not good chris i mean ben no, just wasn't make ben was not making good decisions and listen, and, listen you're talking to a guy that i get called racist because i say hey ben didn't have a good game like well, like, like um, they're like oh you hate him because he's white i'm like no i call out his good things just like i call out his bad thing totally hates ben I, 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 I hate no no i hate ben yeah yeah no i if anyone <laughs> if anyone hates ben i hate ben. um but 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 the thing is like again we and now you bring up that Indianapolis game, and I agree that in the Indianapolis game, especially in the second half, really in the second half, it's really when he turned it on, right? That one half of football was like vintage Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, right, that's what it's that's that's the Ben I know, and that's why every Steeler fan convinced themselves that this game against the Browns in the playoffs was going to be, you know, another one of these. Oh, we're just going to see that Ben again, and we're going to be fine. And we ignore we ignore everything that happened around it. Again, there were four and a half games prior to that Cleveland game where, where we, we saw with our own eyes, Ben Roethlisberger and this offense playing about as poorly as you could possibly play. Now I understand they weren't going to bench him last year because they had 11 wins and you're not going to bench Ben Roethlisberger after starting the season 11 and 0. but let's just say that, that, that they, this running game doesn't get off the ground early in the season. And it is still on Ben Roethlisberger and he's still not making good decisions. If this team starts the, the season, Oh, and three or Oh, and four, and he's playing as bad as he did in those last four games. I think Tomlin does have a decision to make, and I think that decision might be to go with a guy like Mason Rudolph. I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, I mean, is it out of the question? He could get hurt and get benched? Yeah, sure, that's not out of the question. <laughs> that's I Mark just, Madden's thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. He he will not stop being the drum. He, he, he swears the Steelers are going to finish 7-10 and 10 this year. Um, he also said last the year before that, that, that anyone would be quote unquote cockeyed if they predicted the Steelers to win double digits last year. And while well, they went 12 and four. Um, so I see, I, I don't, I I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Ben and I'm looking at, at what he did again, if this run game can be for real and I'm not, and again, for real doesn't have to be top 10. Yeah. It don't have to even be top 12, just be middle of the road. Even if it ranks 18th, it'll be significantly better right. than dead last in the NFL. Right. And when it's 20th ranking, or better, 20th or better, 20th or better. That's all they really need. And if Najee Harris has become the problem. And then also here's the thing that dude can catch the ball. I did a whole classroom last week for DK Pittsburgh sports about his ability to catch the football and his ability to get open while running routes he could be a whole extra threat that people have to take care of. And when that's there, 
that's going to be the, the balance that Ben needs to kind of adjust it and make sure that he's staying up on his game and not having to check down too many times and outthink himself because that's what happened at the end of last year. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that, 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 Oh, he just, he literally couldn't do it. It's like, listen, they, they didn't have the guns to, to play the kind of football that he's used to playing. Also, it, it, you know, he did acknowledge, Hey, I threw a thousand passes before the season could start and get my arm going. And yeah, it got tired later, later in the year. That won't be a thing this year, not only because he hasn't had to rehab his elbow, but he also hasn't had, he also hasn't had to, um, he, he also also won't be throwing 40 to 50 times a game, presumably, yeah. um, because they'll be throwing, they'll be, he'll be, they'll be running the ball a lot more. And, and that's a good point. And it's something that I heard of all people, Matthew Judon, now the New England Patriots mm. was of the Baltimore Ravens. He was asked about Ben and what he thought about Ben in 2021. And he said, you know, Ben might be better this year because he'll have a year on the elbow. He'll now know what the elbow is going to feel like as the season goes. Whereas last year, everything was kind of, you know, you're taking on the fly. You don't know how, you don't know how the elbow is going to react in week one, nor do you know, you know, how it's going to react in week 10 after you put some wear and tear. And certainly, you know, as we got into that playoff run, um, you know, Ben, I, I think, you know, and Ben said this, like the, the arm definitely was worse at the end of the year. Um, so that's one thing that Judon said. Yeah. I mean, is that, is that he may be better now because he understands what wear and tear is going to do to that elbow and, and, you know, what he can put on it. And I do. And look, the Steelers can't come out. They, they can't come out throwing the ball 50 times. I mean, they throw the ball 50 times a game. Like they did the end of last season. They're toast. Mason Rudolph is going to be in there about week seven or eight. Folks. I, I, <laughs> I agree with that. If, if they're, if they're playing, if they play the same style of offense, they, they'll be right back where they started. But again, new offensive coordinator, yeah. new offensive line coach. And, and Art, Art Rooney said, we will run the football. And, yes. and Mike Tomlin said that meant when that man, that man pays the bills, when he says goes, that's there will be changes in this offense. I don't just, I just don't see that happening unless Najee Harris gets hurt or just overall, just things get really bad. The defense gets beat up and, you know, injury wise, and they're starting to level a lot of points. There are different things that could lead to this happening. But I just, I think it would take an insane, insanely bad stroke of luck for that to happen. So could it happen? Absolutely. That could happen. To, but that, but again, that could, we could say the same thing about anybody. Patrick Mahomes could get hurt, and the Chiefs aren't even in contention this year. Like, like, there's, there's a lot of what ifs that could happen in, in, the, in the NFL. But- 35% chance. 35% chance Ben gets benched this year. That's, that's my 35. That's pretty high. I know. One in three. That's more than one in three. Well, yeah, a little more than one in three. Yeah. Wow. That's my, yeah. that's my, that's my bet. That's, that's Tony. I'm, that's Tony I, hater right there. And I'm, I'm still, look, and I'm don't, and, and I don't want it to come off as I'm, I still own the Matt Canada hat. I can go put it on here any, any minute now. Like oh I'm gosh. still, I'm all in on Matt Canada, Najee Harris, what this offense is going to like, what he's bringing to this offense and what this offense can be. But I, again, I, I just can't get out of my mind what happened the last five weeks of last season. I, I just, you know, as much as I, I, I'm on the, you know, Randy Feekner hate train, like, you know, Ben just the, Ben lost his mind at times last year, and then you just can't explain some of the stuff that happened. And and they they do need to they need to make things easier for him because when when it's all on the line and 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 it's got to be all on Ben. I mean, you know, at 38, 39 years of age, he's just he's, he's not the same guy anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there's no doubt about that, Tony. I just, yeah. I but I, I just I have a hard time seeing him getting benched because because <laughs> Mason Rudolph also. They quote unquote say they believe in him. They don't actually believe in him. He's got, he's the guy at least right now. Maybe he will be next year, but yeah, I'm, that, that's the thing. Like things would have to go. He would have to have like back to back to back five interception games. Then they would be like, all right, this is just too much. All right. All right. Let's end the podcast on this. I got the most hot. Would Mason Rudolph have beaten the Browns in the playoffs? 
No, because he had a chance, one. He had a chance to beat the backup. He had, he had a chance to beat him the week before. Yep. Two Marquise Pounce. He still would have snapped the ball over his head and given the Browns mm. Browns a lead. But maybe he jumps on it. Maybe he jumps on it. And oh. It's only two nothing oh. and not. I see. Once again, I, I think there's a. I would give Mason like a fifty-one percent chance of beating the Browns in the playoffs. Fifty-one percent. Fifty-one. Little. More, I think there's 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 better than not that he would have beaten the Browns if they if he had started that playoff game. And I, and by the way, Facebook. I'm gonna be on there tomorrow. I want to hear what you guys think about this. Would Mason Rudolph have beaten the Browns in the playoffs? Wow. 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 Yeah. Post that in the group, to yeah. Tony. Because that's I, that's. I, I don't think so because I think he still makes some of the mistakes. I, I also think he'd be uh, – I'd be interested to see how he plays against the Browns after, you know, the Miles Garrett incident. But, man, that's a yeah. that's a heck of a take there from you, Tony. You're right. That's a heck of a way to end this podcast. I disagree. I still think they would have lost uh, because Marquise Pouncey still would have messed up that snap and there would have other problems. But, hey, interesting yeah. take there. Let, let us know on the Locked on Steelers Facebook group, which you can join by searching Facebook for Locked on Steelers. Ask to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. Thanks to all those who join. I believe we're 1,900 strong now, so uh, we're, we're growing pretty fast there. Tony, thanks again for joining the Locked on Steelers podcast. Let me know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on YouTube. AFC North Talk is a roundtable show all about the AFC North. I represent the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are currently going through position by position and ranking each of the teams by position. Uh, today, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we are going to be ranking the edge rushers tonight on the show. So get ready for uh, me and Quincy to duke it out yeah. there, the Browns and Steelers. It's a, it's, a tight, it's a tight race. Steelers win. Spoilers, but it's a tight race. Uh, you can also follow me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Strino. And you can, of course, find me here every Tuesday with my friend Chris. Absolutely. Thanks again, Tony, for coming on the show. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Um, you can also download this podcast anywhere podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff really helps out the show. Thanks to all those who do that. If you've already done it, you can do it again. You also, again, you get a shout at the end of the show for supporting us. We're back tomorrow with Josh and Dean to talk about some Steelers stuff right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Thanks again for listening. Be back in the ears very soon. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.